Can you hear me now? Yes, I can now. What the fuck is up with I, I swear. It's because I dropped it like four times. That that might um, be. <laughs> I'm going to listen. What if this audio is really bad? Then people will deal with it. Okay. <laughs> Look, people aren't so, listening to us for our audio quality. Let's be real. Wait, actually, no. You would be able to know that my audio is bad because... Because I would be hearing you too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, whatever. So... One, two, three, four, go! Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. Let's get to it. Please get to it. Let's stop talking. Let's get to it. Let's fall in love. Let's start so we can be done. I'm sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hello. This is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. I'm Jesse. And today we're going to be recapping season two, episode 14, entitled Till It's Gone, because the last episode was... You don't know what you've got. Till It's Gone. Um... This, again, the story was by Brenda Hampton, but she could not be bothered to write the script. And the teleplay is by Elaine Arata and Jeffrey Rogers. At least she's trying to outsource, you know. Maybe at some point it'll become a good show if she keeps doing this. (laughs) I don't think so. It had 3.11 million viewers. So a real drop off from last week, let me tell you. Yeah, they quick people watched last week and were quickly like, "This is bullshit." Yeah, and it aired on January eleventh, two thousand ten. It sure did. Do you have biblical context? I do. Do you want to go first or should I? I mean, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, I went first last time, so why don't you start this time? So mine is Sony switches Spider-Man plans following oh, no. disagreements about. Is ours the same? No. I'm just saying oh. this, sounds, this sounds like it's one of the most tragic news stories I've ever heard. Following disagreements about the creative direction of the planned fourth film in the Spider-Man franchise, the film company is going forward with a new cast, script, and director. Heart. Goodbye, Tobey Maguire. That is actually the saddest. That's heartbreaking. Can I, I tell you a story about yeah. why Spider-Man 2 is extremely traumatic to me? I would love that. I would love nothing more. Okay, so in the summers, my mom used to, like, take us to work with her. But then when my oldest sister got old enough to just, like, babysit us, we'd all stay at home. And my mom would, like, leave chores for us to do every day. And then once we finished our chores, we could, like, read or play games or go in the pool or, you know, watch TV, whatever we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And one day we all finished our chores And so for some reason, me and my two sisters were upstairs in my parents' room watching TV on, like, the small TV in their room instead of downstairs on the big TV. But we were watching, like, FX or something, and they were playing Spider-Man 2. Ooh. Which, like, I love Kirsten Dunst ever since Little Women. Um, I never saw that one. A crime. All of a sudden, my sister's like, my middle sister, the one who's two years older than me, she's like, I swallowed a penny. Because she was just playing with change that was was on my mom's 
like coffee table. Yeah. And she just like fully just like put one in her mouth and swallowed it because she wanted to see if she could. I've been there. And it got stuck. Oh no. And my sister was like, what the fuck? She had to call my mom. My mom had to come. My sister had to go to the hospital. We went over to my neighbor's house because we were like trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, so we went into their house. OMG. And <laughs> she, our na- the neighbor is calling her pediatrician and my mom's on her way. And they take her to the hospital and they're like, you didn't swallow a penny. You swallowed a quarter. And my sister was like, I know what a fucking penny is. I'm in like fourth grade or whatever, you know, like. Yeah. It was well past the point in which my sister should know that she shouldn't put stuff in her mouth. Oh, for but sure. Now, whenever I think of Spider-Man 2, I'm just like, that's the movie my sister swallowed a, a penny to. And I, me and my oldest sister were so mad because it was like the first time we were ever watching the movie and we were like, we oh. didn't get to finish it because you swallowed a stupid penny. That's valid <laughs> to be angry about, honestly. But, yeah, anyway. I love that. That's a beautiful story. Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire. Alright, your turn. Okay, so this is a fascinating story. One of the wildest things I've ever read, personally. Um, It's from CNN by Joe Piazza, and it's called Audience Experience Avatar Blues. I'm just going to read you a few paragraphs of this, if you don't mind, because it kind of blows my mind a little bit. CNN. James Cameron's completely immersive spectacle, Avatar, may have been a little too real for some fans, who say they have experienced depression and suicidal thoughts after seeing the film because they long to enjoy the beauty of the alien world, Pandora. On the fan forum site, Avatar Forums, a topic thread entitled, Ways to Cope with the Depression of the Dream of Pandora Being Intangible, has received more than 1,000 posts from people experienced depression and fans trying to help them cope. The topic became so popular last night that forum administrator... Felipe Bagdasarian had to create a second thread so people could continue to post their confused feelings about the movie. I wasn't depressed myself. In fact, the movie made me happy, Bagdasarian said. But I can understand why it made people depressed. The movie was so beautiful, and it showed something we don't have here on Earth. I think people saw we could be living in a completely different world, and that caused them to be depressed. So that was very interesting to me, honestly. Yeah, can I can I be vulnerable with you? Of course. I've never seen Avatar. No, me either. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't care about Avatar whatsoever. And I didn't realize that people did. I mean, to be, like, clear, I have seen Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, of course. Can you imagine if this article was actually about M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender? I've never seen that version of Avatar. It's bad. That's why it would be so funny. I know it, it is. Like, because they didn't even say the names correctly. Um, that's so funny. Yeah, I don't know much about Avatar. It was like, I'm still always shocked that it was like the highest grossing film of all time for a while. Because like, I don't know anyone who saw it, really. I could not tell you a single person who's in the movie Avatar. A Zoe Saldana. I don't know who that is. She plays... You know, it's not important. Um, no, I just thought that was really interesting because I I forget what a cultural institution Avatar was for a time because it was never, like, a big deal to me. 
Um, yeah. And this just is like an interesting thing. Like I've never really heard of this, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. I would love to see like a psychological study about this, frankly, because I'm just curious about what causes this. Anyway, speaking of depression, let's get into this fucking episode. We open in Ben's room. Oh, wait, no, no. We open in Ben's house, the hallway outside of his room where Leo is standing there and he hears a girl laughing in Ben's room. So he like opens the door. And Ben is, like, reading a book on the bed. Sure he is. And they have a conversation about him breaking up with Amy. And Ben's like, I'm going to play it by ear instead of telling Amy about my Italian friend. I hate Ben so much. He is truly every straight man who, like, is like, no, I'm the good guy. Like, I'm a good person. Oh, yeah. Um, But I'm going to continue being the scummiest person in the world, actually. For sure. Ben is reading... I think like a Harlequin book, right? Yeah, like a book that he got from Betty's yard sale. And I do yeah. think Ben is definitely the type of guy who jerks off to words. Yeah. That's not a diss. Like, I'm also that guy. But like, you know, it just, <laughs> it makes sense to me. Like, he definitely doesn't watch porn. He reads it. Where do Christians stand on that? Reading porn? Yeah. The characters have to be Amish. We know how Christians feel about that because our alma mater blocked AO3. Oh, true. They didn't... Never mind, I'm not gonna... (laughs) We're gonna move on. Ben basically, like, shuts Leo out of his room, but then Leo busts back in to try to, like, catch Ben. And Ben is so I know you're up to something. I don't know what you're up to. And it's like, you heard a woman laughing, Leo. You know what he's up to. Exactly. Um, He checks his condom supply. Ben has filled it back up. And then, even though Leo is suspicious, he says goodnight, and then Ben opens the closet, and what does Maria say? Benito, you found me! (laughs) Which is how I I now will greet you forever. Yeah, that's fine. I said, Maria pops out and is so annoying, and then they start kissing. Can I say, I don't know if this lady's actually Italian or not. But her accent seems fake and offensive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really does. Like, I could do that accent. Benito, you have found me! <laughs> Are you Mario? No, I'm Maria. Maria. <laughs> we go to the theme. I don't think we even mentioned the theme in the last episode. That's Whatever. Okay. Guess, just not. guess where it was and you'll know. Yeah. We go to Ashley's room. Oh my gosh. Please. Ashley and Griffin are hanging out. And Ashley, or not Ashley, I almost said Ashley is shirtless with a face mask on, but that's Griffin. But he has a shirt off to balance the masculine and the feminine. Which, wow, it's surprising that a gay man can have any masculine in him. I know. Um, Ashley asks him if he's sure that he's gay. Which, okay. I mean, like, important, let let Griffin explore his sexuality and try things, you Mm -hmm. know. But that's not what she's saying. No. And Griffin is like, I'm going to let you think about that. And then he's like, I mean, I could be mistaken for metrosexual, but then again, there's nothing metro about me. And yes, I am gay. And also all metrosexuals are gay. 
I honestly could not tell you what metrosexual means, but I know it was used a lot in like 2010. Yeah, it was kind of like the 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 men who were classy, you know, the straight men who were getting pedicures and facials and like dressing well. I remember my friend who was like very gay in high school. My mom would always call him metrosexual and I was like he's gay. Yeah. Well, according to Griffin, that's the same anyway, so. Yeah. Um, George comes in, and he's like, what are you doing? And Griffin says that he's doing a clarifying mask. And George goes, clarifying what? That I'm gay? Cool. Let this end. Let my misery end, you know? I know. Because then... George is like, what is the mask take impurities from? And Griffin's like, from my face? Yeah, it's like, this is to clean out my pores, dude. Like, what do you think? Yeah, and George is like, oh, I didn't know. Maybe he was taking it from the mind. Oh, because I'm gay? My mind is impure? Which, that's true, actually. Like, he shouldn't be angry about that. (laughs) And then... George is like, put a shirt on, too, dude. That one does make sense to me. Like, you know, you're in someone else's home. Yeah, I would never just, like, walk around. Yeah, just... Because there's no reason for him to have his shirt off, either, you know? No. Like, have a little respect for someone else's, you know, home. Yeah. And Ashley's like, why, are you uncomfortable with the male body? And George is like, yeah, I am uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, and that's valid. We celebrate you, George. Yeah, and he tells him to keep his pants on, too, and that there's plenty of beds in the house if he's sleeping over. And I was like, are there plenty of beds, George? Because that was a pretty big conflict about there not being enough room in this house. So true. For your family. So true. Um, and Ashley is upset because George said that Griffin could sleep over in her room. And George asks Griffin if he's sure he's gay. And Griffin is like, is this going to be a thing every time I sleep over? Yes. And then he, you know, flicks his wrist. George is basically lonely and he wants to hang out with Ashley and Griffin. And Griffin is like, come on, let's hang out with your dad. And Ashley's just like, no, go away. Oh, wait. Um, Sorry. Just to go back to the earlier point. They actually probably do have plenty of beds because Amy and Anne have still just like fucked off to nowhere. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but Anne and George sleep in the same bed, so really they have, like, one open bed. I think George is so open to, to snuggling. Have... That'd be so weird. George is a libertarian, so it's okay. <laughs> Stop that. Griffin gives George the clarifying mask, and he takes it, and then, like, Ashley and Griffin have, like, a little conversation, and we find out that this is Ashley's first ever sleepover. And- at least she Which got is, one. you know, kind of sad. Thank you <laughs> for that. Um, so then we go to Adrian and Ricky, who are also having a sleepover without any sex. Because, again, and every Ricky's... character needs to be doing the same thing. Yeah. And Ricky has this really good line where he's like, let's do a sex over. Um, cool. And he says that they deserve a reward for all the hard work they've done in their relationship. And they list off a bunch of things that they have, like, done that they should be rewarded for. 
I don't remember what they are. Don't ask me. It's like... But... The first one is like... They were all like pretty little things. Like he was like, okay, there's a slight possibility that maybe someday we might potentially get married. You know, maybe mm-hmm. someday along the line I'll have a kid with you. And you realize that it doesn't matter that we can't commit forever and we're too young to commit forever right now. So it was like those mm-hmm. were the big three, if I recall correctly. Yeah. But for, like, his reward, he gets, like, kisses from Adrian, and then he's, like, mad that he doesn't get sex, whatever. I would. I, I don't get him. that. I would love just kisses, you know? Like, I don't know. I think making out is infinitely more fun. Because sex is famously work. <laughs> and I don't do unpaid labor, baby. Adrian isn't, like, she still has the boundary that, like, they're not going to have sex until they decide for sure to get married, which seems like antithetical to like the work that they've done, but okay. Yeah. And again, she has room to change it potentially, but like for now, that's what, yeah, I feel like she just still wants more of a commitment from him that he hasn't been super willing to give. Yeah. Then we go to Jeff and Kathleen and they're at Jeff's apartment. They're making out in his bedroom Yes. I said, I don't know what was up with me, but I said, Kathleen is a MILF frowny face. Why frowny face? That's a smiley face situation. Jeff's phone starts ringing, and, and he, like, refuses to answer it. Can I say this was another example of what I knew exactly was going to happen the second it happened? I did make yeah. a note of it. And you can kind I kind of have proof this time because the note is so far ahead of when it actually happens. I thought that might happen, too, but... Kathleen is like, you can answer your phone if you want. And Jeff is like really squirmy about it. And she's like, you don't have a girlfriend, do you? And he's like, yes, I do. I'm in bed with her. (laughs) It's the girl reading this. (laughs) We find out that it's his mom calling because they call every night since his brother died. But he thinks it's time to stop the ritual. And I said, okay, just don't tell her yeah like you should definitely like like, a pretty big um or like shoot her a text and just be like call you in the morning um but yeah then there's this really weird line (laughs) where he's he's like i'd rather have sex with you and she's like or maybe we could have sex while you're on the phone with your mother and he says yeah every jewish boy's dream and she's like, really? Seriously? And he's like, no. That was just such a str- baffling exchange, truly. Wasn't it? That was really... <sighs> I said, Kathleen suggests having sex while he's on the phone with his mom, question mark. Brenda, what the fuck are you doing, question mark. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I will say, I do kind of understand where... Jeff is coming from sometimes when you're in that headspace you don't want to talk to your mother um I famously was on a date um last week and (laughs) we'd started making out and I got a call from my brother and I was like oh this isn't important I'll do this later and then I was thinking about it like a few seconds later I'm like actually wait I should probably call him back because he is like like, his wife is expecting a child, and this might be news of the baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yep. I did kind of relate to Jeff in this moment. 
Grace is sprinkling rose petals and this lighting candles in her bedroom. Was beautiful. I knew already that this was going to be, oh. you know, her having some me time. Yes, which this has honestly inspired me. Um, anytime I'm kind of making some jerk chicken, if you will, I'm going to start spreading Jesse. rose petals and listening to bad pop music. So Jack calls to say goodnight. And, you know, he's like, are you sure you're okay staying home alone? And she's like, you know, before when, like, mom and dad would go places, me and Tom would stay home alone. And, like, it was totally fine. But it feels different now with, like, my dad being gone. And Jack says that, like, he'll come over and save her if anything were to happen. Yeah. And then I said, Grace puts on horrible music to masturbate to? Question mark. Yeah. It's literally the worst. Yeah, mine was just, like... Grace says, Siri, turn on um, Love Myself by Haley Steinfeld, but, like, bad. <laughs> it's like if that version was worse. The music, like, yeah. the music is annoying. Like, I don't think we can stress enough how, like, bad this music was. It felt like, yeah, it felt like, you know, a, an unlicensed rhythm game, you know, like, where it's a Guitar Hero knockoff, yeah. but they couldn't get any real songs. It feels like the songs that they have The Sims listen to in The Sims. And I was about to say it feels like from a soundtrack of a Bratz movie, so I think we're on the same page here. I think we are, yeah. Uh So then we go to Maria and Ben, and they're, like, making out in Ben's bed. I said, this girl is so annoying. (laughs) Um... They, he wants to stop, and she's like, why would we stop? We agreed to be friends in Italy. What Let's is this word, stop? in America. <laughs> He's like, alto, alto, alto. Oh, no, no, no alto. <laughs> in America, you can be anything you want. <laughs> um, I said, this girl is so stupid, lol. I love her. Um, it, because Leo walks in. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's the Sausage King of America. <laughs> and then he's like, where did you come from? Because Leo walks in when they're t- when she's like saying that line about being lovers in America. Yes. Don't you and want to sleep? Like, Don't did- you want to make a love with me all night? <laughs> and... She tells Leo that she hid in the closet. Yeah. Because, like, Ben doesn't want Amy to know about her. And she goes, ridiculous, no? (laughs) And it's like, girl, do you really think Leo is going to be on your side? Well, I don't think it was that. uh, It was because um, he was dating a girl that had a baby with another man, I believe, was what was ridiculous, no? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, but she did start speaking fluently in Italian for that whole sentence, so that m- you might have missed it. <laughs> I believe I took down a like a phonetic, um, you know, like pronunciation guide of what she said, and it was something along the line of uh, "Linguini spaghetti by pizza, <laughs> cannoli." <laughs> I can't believe you're being insulting to our. Italian <laughs> Can I tell you something? I'm not the one being insulting. It is all Maria. She is doing the work for <laughs> us. Again, if um, she's actually Italian, I don't apologize, but like she should maybe <laughs> like I don't know. You're in America, speak American. That's what I'll say. She is a white woman of color. 
She is, for real, though. Like, <laughs> oh my god. So, all of a sudden, Leo is now holding Ben to a moral standard of, like, not cheating on Amy because he can, like, see it. Yeah, it's really messed up, actually. Because it's don't ask, don't tell. It for sure is, and he has just been expelled from the military. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't even know who this girl is, and she introduces herself, and he finds out her father is Rocco Mancini. And he is here in California. And I said, is this a mob thing? Oh, for sure. We don't get confirmation, but it has to be, right? Like, there's no other option. Um, Also, her father loves Ben, apparently. We find that out. Yeah. And then Leo's like, our driver will take you to your hotel. And she's like, oh, can you let me and Ben say goodbye alone, solo? And then, and then Jason Derulo's like, sure, sure, ride in sure. solo starts playing. I was literally about to say that. We are so in sync um, tonight. <laughs> we really are. So Leo asks to talk to Ben alone in the hallway. And Maria like calls her dad to be like, get me Ben. I love him. So now we find out she's Italian Veruca Salt. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> In the hallway with Ben and Leo, Leo is like, do you know who her father is? And Ben is like, yeah, I've met him. He's like, yeah, but do you know who he is? Also, there's like weird Italian music. It's like... No, they do that every time Maria's on stage. <laughs> they throw up some like offensive stereotypical music, like pizza parlor music, you know? I was, oh my god, I was literally about to say it's like the music they play in Club Penguin when you're at the pizza parlor. It is, um, um, yeah, but, and then, again, they've been doing this thing lately with a kind of introduce a plot thread and they'll immediately drop it and maybe it'll come up in a later episode or maybe it won't, we just don't know. Yeah. But apparently her father is someone that we should be fearing. I assumed, like, Italian mob, you seem to be on the same page yeah. with me. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Which, is this going to veer into, like, a political espionage show where, like, <laughs> Ben gets kidnapped and they have to, like, deal with the American consulate in Italy to get him back? It's like, um... It's going to be taken. Or that episode of Castle where his daughter gets kidnapped. Oh, Alexis. Right? Yeah. Molly yeah, Quinn. I loved her. So, moving on... <laughs> We go to the grocery store with Ann and Amy, yeah. where it's like 11 p.m. at night, and they're grocery shopping, and Amy is so excited about this fact. Amy's really being, like, the lady on Twitter who, like, puts the picture of her friend with a bag of chips on her friend on her head, and is like, she's so crazy, love her. She's like, oh my gosh, we're so quirky, we're at the grocery store at 9 p.m. Ah! And apparently they've dumped off their kids with Mimsy's nurse. Which seems like a real... Like, abuse of... Misuse of power. Yeah. yeah. It seems like it's taking like, advantage hey, of I probably, like, an your... overworked but kindly person. Which, like, I literally used to work in a group home where I would take care of adults with intellectual disabilities. And one of the clients I worked for had dementia. Yeah. And it's, like, they're not just, like, chilling watching, like, Late Night with Seth Meyers, like... No. They're, like, they're actively doing things. Yeah. But they dumped the babies off. Also, Amy wouldn't even fucking let Ben babysit, but she's letting this person who had, like, whatever. Amy has 
not a consistent bone in her body. Yeah. Also, Anne is not excited about the grocery shopping at 11 p.m. because she's, like, very exhausted. And Amy's like, why? I drove the whole way here. Yeah, and Anne's like, yeah, you drove, like, several days ago. Um, I've been, like, watching my mother, like, decline in health physically and, like, seeing the woman who raised me become a shell of the person that she once was while Mm -hmm. taking care of my child and taking care of you as well and your child. So, like, maybe I'm a little emotionally exhausted right now, Amy. Yeah. And Amy's like, well, Mimsy seems to be doing good. And Anna's like... What the fuck is wrong with you? She's doing bad. Yeah, like, she's losing herself. Like, she's not even remembering who she is anymore. But Amy's like, well, I feel like I'm losing myself, too. Oh, my God, yeah. I honestly what was... What a fucking bitch. I hate Amy right now. Like, have... She does not have a shred of empathy in her body. No. Like, can you imagine saying that to someone? No, to be like... My mom is literally forgetting the fabric of who she is. And Amy be like, oh, that's everything I've ever wanted. Yes, I feel like I'm forgetting myself. And it's, isn't it lovely? It's like, how dare you, Amy? You are being... She's dipping closer and closer to irredeemable every episode. And, like, I think this might have been my breaking point with what I'm willing to excuse in the future. It's just, oh. Then all of a sudden this boy from like across the grocery store smiles at Amy. Um this boy is from Pretty Little Liars. Oh no. So this he'll be on for two episodes and actor, then disappear. Probably. This is actor Shane Coffey. He plays Holden Strauss on Pretty Little Liars. Holden is a very cute character who is basically Arya's beard. So that way she can date her teacher. Oh, wow. We love a good friend supporting a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and Anna's, like, not into, like, whatever's happening, but she's like, fine, go talk to him. And she's like, it's not like I'm cheating on Ben. I'm just having a little fun. And Anne's like, right. And I'm like, what the fuck are the morals of these parents? The parents are the worst because they actually, like are adults and have experiences and they're kind of encouraging their kids to be shitty people. Okay, so Amy goes to, like, flirt with this boy and a man comes up to Anne. This man gave off major predator vibes, right? Like... (laughs) Like, not alien versus predator, let me tell you. like... Like... Like, sexual predator. Like, he should be locked up (laughs) and not released. (laughs) No, because he comes up scares her and she screams oh my god and he's like i always wanted to make you say that when we were dating in high school but in a different way and it's like what the fuck and like this is the first time they've interacted probably since high school i'm sorry i don't want to buy any of the bread in that area where they're standing all that bread has been contaminated now yeah by their filthiness by his filthiness i don't think she has any part of this she's visibly uncomfortable this whole time She's like, can you go away? Like, my daughter's here. And he's like, I'll go away, like, if you kiss me. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? I'm literally married. Yeah. And he, like, goes through and is like, here's all the drama that's happening with your family. Yeah. Let me detail your entire life to you. Because my brother, who you fucked in Chicago, has been forwarding me all of your emails. Yes, 
Also, are we to believe that Anne is, like, having essentially an emotional affair? I have no idea what we're supposed to believe. I truly don't know. Who the fuck is writing... Like, who is she? Jane Austen? Why is she writing all these letters detailing her family drama to this person she fucked in Chicago? See, my guess is... Whatever. For the first part, I feel like they were just corresponding because she thought maybe she'd get with him after her marriage fell apart. But I don't know why that would continue. And I definitely don't know why he was forwarding them all to his brother. That's messed up. That is super messed up. This whole scene made me so uncomfortable. This guy really wants her to kiss him. We don't get any conclusion on that. We go to Anne and... Holden Strauss, that's not his name. We find out his name is Jimmy Nash. Of course it is. You mean Amy and Jimmy Nash? Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, did I say Anne? You said Anne. I'm like, yeah, that would be creepy for a lot of different reasons, actually. <laughs> no, but, so Amy and Jimmy Nash, and they're talking about pimento cheese. Hot. Which she doesn't know what pimento cheese is, so which, he's like, let's have a picnic tomorrow. Who on this planet knows what pimento cheese is, right? Like... I, I don't. Exactly. Which I have to say, like, Amy's whole thing about flirting with this boy is essentially that, like, he doesn't look at her and see a teen mom, and, like, she can be someone that she's never been before. Yeah, you know, which, like, like cool, but how long not... is that gonna last, Ames, you know? Exactly. It's, Which, like, I do understand, like, that's trauma that complicates, like... Oh, for sure. ...finding a future partner, and I get her desire to do this, but... But it's, like, the same thing as kind of, like... Also, you have a boyfriend. It's like when people will catfish on Tinder just to get compliments using a different person's picture, you know, like... I did not know people did that. Some but. people, you know, just, like, when they want to feel good, they'll make a Tinder with, like, a really hot person, and then they'll just, like, fish for compliments. Which, like, cool, whatever, it's not really hurting anyone, but, like, what do you get at the end of the day? Like, you get people telling you that someone else is hot. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, I, yeah. Yeah. So he invites her on a picnic tomorrow... And he is the guy's son who was just creepy to Anne. And Anne comes up and is like, Amy, come on. And Amy's like, who's Amy? I'm Nicolette. Sure. And introduces Anne to Jimmy Nash. And Anne says, Amy, Nicolette, whoever you are, like, come on. Yeah. I don't know. I thought was funny. Because Anne's like, I do not give a shit about whatever you're doing right now. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm visibly uncomfortable by, like, this man preying on me and we need to get out of here so quickly that I'm not mm-hmm. even, we're not even going to take the groceries. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause Jimmy is like, let's hang out and like, maybe we can all go for pizza and like double date as like a parent child thing. Gross. Which is so First weird. of all, I hate when shows try to make that be normal behavior. <laughs> yeah. Then Jimmy and Amy exchange phone numbers. Um, and Amy, like, explains to Jimmy, she's like, sometimes I go by Nicolette because it's, like, my middle name. And she's like, actually, I wish it was my middle name. It's like, what the it's fuck? Like, so just say that you lied. Like, yeah. sometimes then- I lie. That's all you need to say. He's like, what if I just call you Pimento? No man is ever allowed to call me Pimento. And if they do, it's over, you know? Anne says, let's just leave the stuff and come back tomorrow. She's so stressed out. But also, like, 
I looked in the carriage, like I paused and looked in the carriage, and there's like some perishables that like maybe you could just like bring the cart to the front yeah, to a worker or like just run the perishables back. Yeah, like just show the bare minimum of, again, like empathy, you know, goodwill towards your fellow man. Yeah. So then we go to George and Moose in the backyard. Moose is, like, doing his business. And Reuben pops up from the other side of the fence, and he says, hola, and offers George a drink. And George is like, sure, the gate's open. And Reuben's like, why don't I just jump over the wall? And I said, why do I think Reuben is hot? Question. Yeah, again, a delicious specimen. Um, this is also yeah. where I discovered that we really just, we couldn't afford a gate for this set. No, we could not. Because everyone who's come through here has had to jump. Yeah. But no, seeing him, seeing him climb over that fence in those suspenders, the moonlight reflecting off of his head. <laughs> this is where I wrote, why is Ruben's only personality trait wearing suspenders? Yeah, look. I'm not saying I would do oral with him, but I would. So, the reason Ruben, like, comes over to offer George a drink, do you like how I just moved past that? Yeah, and you know what? That Um, was the right choice. Ruben comes over because Ricky is over at his house, and he's, like, kind of, you know, shooting the shit with George. And he's like, did you really ask Anne if the baby was yours? Like, I've seen guys murdered for asking women that. But this, I feel like this is a different situation because I think it's genuinely an okay question to ask. Because right. she had a sexual relationship with David at the same time that the baby was conceived. Right? Like, and she thought that it was David's because yeah. she thought George had a vasectomy. Yeah, so, like, this isn't yeah. an outlandish question. And he's not saying, like, if this isn't, like, is this my baby? And if not, get out of here. He's, like, literally asking, like, mm-hmm. is this my baby? Which I think is an okay question. And honestly, they should probably just get a paternity test. I thought they did that last season. I know. Um... George is a hypocrite about Anne cheating because he's like, I won't marry her if Robbie's not my son, which is like such a shitty thing. And Ruben is like, you little bitch, like, remember when you literally slept with Cindy who lives next door to you? Yeah. And then George is like, I thought we were going to support each other. You're not supporting me right now by like calling me out on my bullshit. This is such a straight man's definition of support. Right. You know, like, support is only if you say everything I say is amazing. Like, support is not when you right. call me out and try to make me a better person. That's actually being a bad friend. Exactly. I've, exactly. I've literally lost friends for that, for, like, calling people out on their bullshit and being like, no, you need to be better if you're going to be doing this. And they're like, yeah. wow, you never support me. And it's like, that's... Okay, have fun, like, trapped in a loveless marriage with a woman who's never had an orgasm from you. Um, that was mean. I'm sorry. It's weird that you would like bring my drama up on the podcast. Hey, I thought that we had that conversation. Well, the thing is, your loveless marriage is different. Like, it's cool. Yeah. And it's actually like really. It's for money. It's powerful for you to never give that woman an orgasm. 
because it's like it's like you obviously have the power in your hands and you just choose not to do it. It's like really, really, really like intense BDSM. Okay, moving on. It's just <laughs> the world's longest edging. Uh, it's been going on for three years. Oh my god. No one in my family can ever listen to this. Oh no, so. for sure not. Um, we go to Adrian and Ricky. Adrian, like, sits up in bed. They have, like, popcorn and have been watching a movie because she heard George. Because George is in the backyard, like, yelling for moose, whatever. And Ricky, like, is like, can I just go home? Like, if we're not going to have sex, I want to wake up in my own bed. Which, like, fair, whatever. It's like, just phrase it differently, though, you know? Just be like, hey, I'm tired. I'd like to wake up in my own bed tomorrow. Don't be like... Yeah. You're boring when we're not having sex. I want to go. Exactly. And Adrian kind of calls him out. She's like, did you only come over here tonight because you thought, like, Amy might come home tonight? He's like, that's not the only reason. And she's like, if we were having sex and you heard her car pull up, you would, like, jump up in the middle of sex. And he's like, no, I would wait until I was finished. Which? And then he's like, I mean, I would wait until we were finished. Monstrous. Monstrous <laughs> behavior. This episode really, um, I don't like Ricky again. I'm angry at him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Ricky really wants to see John. And Adrian, I said, like, she fucking always wants to be right. Because, again, she brings up the idea of rights. And he's like, I'm working on it. Like, your dad said he'd help me and whatever. But it's like, Adrian, I understand you said this, but you bringing up the fact that you said it every 15 minutes is like, I don't think super productive sometimes that like is more of a turn off for them to actually do the thing that you're asking them to do because it's like like oh so you should be doing what i said like it's the same way that like i'll happily do something for someone but if they tell me repeatedly to do it i'll be like no you know yeah like if they keep reminding me without giving me the chance to do it once i'm like no i'm not doing this anymore Mm mm-hmm she says that she'll call him if Amy comes home so that way he can come over and see his baby and then he goes to leave and they tell each other they love each other which like I'm over it I don't think I don't like Ricky right now and what he's doing no so then we go back to Griffin and Ashley and we find out that Griffin has had sex good for him while he's like painting her toenails yeah, because, they, again, they couldn't just be hanging out. He has to be, like, engaging in gay activities. Otherwise, they lose their yeah, funding exactly. from... Um, from uh, Big Gay. Yeah, Big Gay. That's actually my nickname. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Griffin is, like, really vulnerable with Ashley, and he shares, like, really big, real fears about, like, dating a guy in high school and, like, their family not being as supportive as his family and, like, oh the guy not being as you know, like, comfortable with his sexuality and, like, the school not being cool with it. That's and so Ashley's true. Like, you don't give people... And Ashley's like, you don't give people enough credit. I was like, Ashley, it is 2010. Gay people have only existed for one year. That's like, so true. And that's the thing, like, she just kind of tries to invalidate every fear that he has, all of which are valid fears, all of which are so relatable. Like, if I was watching this when I was, you know, a young gay... This would have meant a lot to me to see him spell it out so clearly and to have her immediately be like, that's stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, people are actually, like, really good. Um, 
not. And that's not. And yeah. He, yeah. And then he's kind of like, I want to be in a relationship, but it's not like the most important thing to me. Like, I don't need to focus on that right now, especially because like I'm in high school. Yeah. And then Ashley asks about his brother's partners and Griffin says that his brother got cheated on. And then Ashley gets really weird and she's like, oh, because you mentioned cheating. Now I have to make this about my parents. Yes. Again, doing the thing that she accused him of last episode, which was making everything about her all the time. Yeah. And then Ashley says that she doesn't think it's possible to have meaningful sex in high school. I said she's a real downer, damn. And that's the thing. Like, that's not even, like, a terrible... Like, I understand why you'd think that. I'm not sure. I don't know if... I agree or not, frankly, because I'm so far removed from, you know, high school. Mm -hmm. And also... If you had meaningful sex in high school, send us... No, I'm just kidding. Send us the details. Please write it out. Um, Describe (laughs) what happened with who. Graphic details, please. Do not Um, do that. Tell us who came first. Jesse. (laughs) I have a theory I'm trying to prove. Um, What? Stop that. I'm sorry. Okay. We go to Grace's bedroom where Jack comes over. This scene just was the Emmy committee watching. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> he like comes into her room and accuses her of cheating because he sees the rose petals and the candles and she literally just scoffs and says, whatever. Yeah, I love that she so she has no need to clear it up. Nope. Um, she's just like, yep, yep, I'm cheating on you. Goodbye. And then she Goodbye. sits back down on her bed and she says, hey, Siri, play I Touch Myself by the Divinals. Oh, were you not a 90s baby? So Do you not know that song? No, I do not know that song. Oh, it's good. Um, Kathleen and Jeff. We go to them in Jeff's apartment post-coitus. Okay, Mayim Bialik. <laughs> in which... Um, Jeff's mom walks in. Who called it? Me! Me! I called it! Me too. And she's like, you should have answered the phone. And Kathleen is like, I told him to answer the phone. And she says, good. And then she also says, you know, your husband and my son have only been dead for six months. But life goes on. Inspiring. Girl. Hey. No. This girl has washed her face and this girl has stopped apologizing. It's true. Um... Rachel Hollis apparently launched a podcast. Oh my goodness, should we... I don't want to say that we were the inspiration for it. I was just going to say, should we lobby to be guests on it? Definitely. Um, the, his mom asks if Kathleen wants more kids before she, like, leaves. Whatever. Kathleen is mortified. Yeah. But, you know, it's, which... it's fine because um, his mom is a liberal Democrat. So no judgment. Unless you're a Republican. And Kathleen in which case sinks Kathleen into her bed. Herself. Yeah. 
She buries herself with the covers more. And I said, Kathleen is a Republican, god damn it. But. But she voted for Obama. Yes. So. Okay. Maybe. There's hope. And he, yeah. So then he calls her a cheater. Which, that's the issue with a two-party system, okay? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You should be allowed to let cast me, your Let vote. me get this out there, right? You will catch me dead before you catch me voting for a Republican. But also, you might catch me dead before you catch me voting for a Democrat. And so, but that, like, he calls her a cheater because she voted for Obama and she's a registered Republican. But it's like... I mean, vote for the best choice, I guess. Yeah. Just abolish the party system. Honestly. Well, she's sensitive about it because she did, like, fully cheat on her uh, her first husband. Yeah, which she takes that as, like, a segue to open up about She's that. like, hey, she's we like, were just really having a lighthearted conversation, but you need to know <laughs> about the time I cheated on my husband. Jesse, what would you do if you just finished having sex with someone and then you found out they were a Republican. Oh, I don't have to imagine. <laughs> I won't elaborate any further and you can't make me. Um, no, that's the thing. Like, I've always had, like, unfortunately, my type is very Republican skewing. And I hate that yeah. about myself. Not personality-wise, just kind of, like, looks-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just grew up surrounded by Republicans. Yeah. So a lot of my first crushes were Republicans, unfortunately. But I always yeah. thought I could change them. I... This has never happened to me, thank God. I thought it did... I thought I was talking to a Republican at one point, and I had a panic, and I did text our group chat and be like, wait, this was just said, is this person a Republican? Yeah. So I thought I was going to be in that situation at one point, but I never have. Yeah, I'm glad. If I did, I would probably just have to jump out the nearest window. I would, yeah. And hope it was a third-story apartment. The thing is, is I'm not like a, I'm like a 10 date. It takes me, it takes me a long time to like feel vulnerable enough. You know, our listeners don't need to know this, but it takes me a long time to feel vulnerable enough to have sex with someone. Okay. Yeah. I'm a slow burn type of person. I, I always think I am. And then I forget how just like remarkably easy I am. (laughs) But so that would be a, quite a shock to me if I had been dating this person for like upwards of a month. Yeah, and you didn't realize. And I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. So okay. Anyway, blah blah blah. We go from that to Ben and Henry and Alice were like they're having a sleepover in his room. Yes. Which... Why are Henry and Alice allowed to sleep over together? Yeah. Also. They are definitely the type of people who would, like, fully have sex while Ben was sleeping, not giving a shit if he woke up or not. Well, they're in, like, a separate room from where Ben was. Like, it's just a weird situation. And there was no indication that they were over earlier when, um, 
when Maria was in the bed. A separate bed. Hmm? They're in a separate room. When yeah. When he was talking about they're in a separate room. Aren't they? No, they're on the floor of his bedroom. Then where were they when Maria was over? I think they came over after she left, which, like, would have been midnight. I was going to sure. say, that's got to be, like, super late. What is happening here? Either way, it didn't make Honestly. sense to me. Yeah. Um, Ben is freaking out, and I said, good, you should be freaking out. Yeah, you're a bad person, and your bad actions are finally catching up with you. Yeah. Here, Henry finally, like, you know has some sense and knocks it into Ben and tells Ben that he can't base a relationship on fun. And Ben is like, I don't want to like do work right now though. I just want to have fun. Maybe I don't want a relationship, you know, maybe I just want to have fun. Yeah. And this also is, and Ben is, Oh, Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, Alice makes some really good points too. Cause like Ben's like, Oh, I'm not having fun with it. Or like, Maria's so much more fun than Amy, and Alice is like, oh, so you're saying this Italian girl who's, like, just kind of jet-setting and, like, rich is more fun than Amy, who is studying and taking care of a baby and having a job and dealing with family issues? Huh, mm-hmm. crazy. Weird how that works. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> um... I said Ben is so miserable with Amy. Just, like, break up with her. Like, Well, that's the thing. I think they bo- they make each other actively worse people. Oh, yeah. A relationship takes work, but if you're, like, actively miserable and, like, dread spending any time with your partner, like, either get professional help, as in, like, go to couples counseling, or, like, explore your options together. Yeah. Just be honest with each other and honest with yourself and what you actually want. Because neither of you are happy right now, obviously, because you're both looking outside the relationship for satisfaction. Exactly. Um, Ben's response to, like, this conversation with Henry and Alice is to call Adrian to wake her up and ask her advice. Yes. So then... We go to Ricky's apartment where he is coming into the apartment with a brunette girl and cheating on Adrian and they're going to have sex. Yes. And, okay. He says, he, oh, go ahead. I have a question for you. Yeah. Because, you know, they're kind of talking, they're doing the thing where he's like, look, I'm not looking to have a relationship with you. Like, I love Adrian. I just want to have sex. And she's like, good. I just want something casual. And then she holds up a condom. Oh my god. A bright red condom with the word condom written across it in block letters. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm personally someone who doesn't believe in like safe sex or sex at all. Is that what condom packages look like? No. Okay. That's what I thought. No, that's not what condom packages No, it just made me laugh so hard. It was like someone who has obviously never... Like, what was this? What was this, you know? It's... I have the note. I said, LOL, she holds up a condom that says condom really big. It's Um, it's like in cartoons where, like, they don't want to draw that a box is full of dynamite or something, so they just put TNT on the side really big to explain why it explodes. Um, it's so funny. 
It was a choice. So... The props department of this show deserves a raise. They really do. But Ricky is gonna cheat on Adrian. Whatever. So he thinks it's okay because he says that he loves Adrian to this girl. So then we go to the Jurgens household where, like, Amy is coming home with John. I think it's the next morning. It must be, right? And George kind of, like... Yeah, George opens the door and takes John from her. And I said, and John breaks the fourth wall because he looks right into the camera. Yes. And Amy's wearing. John, you know what teaches baby where to look? Yeah, what the hell? Hit your mark, John. Um, (laughs) But Amy's wearing a scarf that doesn't at all match her outfit and it looks so bad. It's horrible. It's so distracting. Like, I I don't even know what she said during this scene. Um, it must have been bad, um, though, because my next note is just, Amy is an emotional terrorist. <laughs> she, well, she immediately, com- like, confesses to George that her and Anne went to the beach resort. Yeah. And then, you know, after a few days, then they went to Mimsy's. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, we just needed some girl time. And it's like, then why didn't you take Ashley? Yeah. Like, and George is mad that they lied, and Amy is kind of like, well, you never lie, right? And and here Amy um, does make some points. Also, well, I think it is funny, too, that, like, literally, as soon as they actually go to Mimsy's, where, like, they have to do work to, like, take care of her ailing grandmother, she's like, I gotta peace out, guys. Yeah, I saw Mimsy once. She looks perfect to me. Um, <laughs> I gotta go, I guess. I didn't even um, put that together. That's so funny. <laughs> so Amy goes and like puts John in his crib while he's still sleepy. And I was like, sure. That baby was wide awake, but okay. He's wide um, awake. And George is like, how did you get here? Like, where's your mom? And Amy is like, well, I got my license on my way to the beach. And it's legal with a note for me to drive John. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, and George is really hurting that like he wasn't there for Amy to get her license because that was a big thing. Yeah, I do. He says, you get your first tampons from your mother and your first license from your father. And she, Which, how many and licenses is, is she getting throughout her life? Well, maybe she'll get a motorcycle license. Oh, that would be cool. And then she'll have a sling for the rest of the season. Yeah, exactly. Um, Um, No, Amy just kind of disregards any hurt that he feels. And says, are you sure you're my dad? Which, is this a possibility? Right? No! We've never seen anything to suggest, right? She was conceived on a surfboard. She was conceived on a surfboard. Yeah. Amy's just, again, emotional terrorism. She knows what's going to hurt George the most, and she says it. There's absolutely no excuse for that. Yeah. And again, like, do I think George is maybe overacting a little bit? Do I think maybe George should have, you know, made his thoughts on wanting to get, be there when she gives her license maybe a little more clear? Of course, but also Amy's just being mean to be mean. Right. 
So, um, then Ben and Ricky are at work, and Adrian calls Ugh. Ben. I just have... And I said, Ben, why are you answering your phone? This is literally one of Benny, Bunny's rules. Thank you. I also noted that. Um, and apparently Adrian convinced Ben not to break up with Amy last night, and I said, I'd like to see how that conversation went. Yeah. And... And Ben just keeps on repeating how he doesn't want to have to work in a relationship ever. And I'm like, well, Ben's never going to yeah. have a happy relationship then, like, if he's not willing to do any work. I know. And again, maybe this relationship isn't for him. I would argue it's not. But, like, he keeps on repeating that he doesn't want to do work in a relationship, which means no matter who he's with, he wants... he's going to be miserable. Yeah. Or he's going to fully expect them to do all the work. Yes. Well, that's kind of what he's done up to this point. At this point, he's not ever compromised on anything. He's forced Amy to accommodate him. Yeah. Um, my big question um, here is, does Adrian know that Ben made out with Maria? I definitely think so. Okay. Because Ben says to Adrian, he's like, I would still want to break up with Amy if there was no Maria. Okay. And I was like, then do it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, if <coughs> that's a clear sign that you should just break up. Yeah. With her. For sure. If it's what you want, just do it. Don't be a little, you know, to quote Kesha, don't be a little bitch with your chit-chat. Just turn around, boy, let me hit that. But not the second part. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anywho. I think I snorted on the pod, so... And I sneezed, so we're good. It's a cute little sneeze. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you. I was waiting for it. That's why I kind of brought it up again, because I wasn't feeling too blessed. So, okay. Ben doesn't want to work in a relationship. Okay. Oh, one of the cats is using the litter box now. I'm so sorry. Um, Adrian is really coaching Ben through why he should stay with Amy. And then she tells Ben that, like, Amy will want to have sex in the next few weeks. She just has to, he has, just has to, like, make her feel desired or whatever, which sucks. Yeah. And then Ben hangs up on her and he says, no cell phones. Oh, yeah. And the whole reason Adrian calls Ben is to tell him that Amy is back. Yeah. He just, she, she picks her allegiance and decides to tip Ben off instead of Ricky. Yeah, which sucks. It So then we go to Ruben and... It oh. sucks, but I get why she did it. Yeah. Yeah. I just think she could have called Ricky, too, but... That's the thing. She probably should have called both of them, but she just said Especially she wanted she to promised. give... She wanted to give Ben the heads up first. Yeah. So that he could get there first, if he so choose. So we go to Ruben and Adrian at their house, and Ruben tells Adrian that she should mind her own business and stop spying on Amy. Solid advice. Like, that would be the best thing for them. And Ruben is worried that Cindy would step out with George. He's like, you haven't seen your mom over there, have you? Yeah, and Adrian's like, she has no interest in that scumbag. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Adrian tells Ruben not to let Cindy go to New York. He's like, I can't let her do anything. She's not my property. Which, thank you, Adrian, for being... Or not, Adrian. Thank you, Ruben, for being the one man in the show who doesn't treat women like, you know, pieces of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian really wants 
her parents to get married. And he says, we can't always get what we want. And once again, she saves her glee club. Yeah, she's like, um, yeah. And then Adrian's like, why do people keep saying this? Like, I always get what I want, and it's going to keep happening. I exactly. get what I want. She's like, yes, we can get what we want. Why do people always say that? Which, like... To an extent, I mean, to an true. extent, it's true. Like, and you shouldn't write things off that you want just because... But whatever, that's not what she's saying. She's like, I always get what I want, and I should. And that's simply untrue. Yeah. So then we go back to the butcher shop. Ricky and Bunny have a conversation where Bunny knows that he cheated on Adrian because the girl tripped the alarm as she left last night. And Ricky's like, yeah, 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 but I have a reason for cheating. And Bunny's like, yeah, that doesn't exist. Stop yeah, it. Yeah, she like, says there's no reason, only justification, which I think is a beautiful line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bunny's kind of an icon, then, right? Like, we can agree on she that. She really is. Especially because she's like, do you think I'm not tempted to cheat on my husband with all the men who come in here and flirt with me? Yes. And I was like, okay, but... I got men in here every day offering me discounts and business cards. And, I mean, personally, I'd give Bunny more than a business card, but, you know. (laughs) Um, And then Ben comes up and tells Ricky that Amy is back and that Adrian told him... And Ricky is, like, mad that, you know, no one told him. Yeah. And Ben says that he wants to break up with Amy. And Ricky tells him, that's actually not what you want, so shut up about it. Yeah. And this, again, we just kind of retread the same conversation that Ben's had with every character on this show. Yeah. Oh, my God. The stupid dialogue. The cyclical nature. It's disgusting. I'm sick of it. Ridiculous, yeah. Ben doesn't think that Ashley would say anything about Maria because she was at the beach, but Lauren and Madison would. And Ricky justifies that Ben can be with Amy and still have quote unquote friends like Maria, which is just like gross. Yeah, because he's like just justifying him cheating on Adrian through like Ben's situation. Yeah, real two birds, one stone sort of situation. Yeah. So then we go to the Bowman household where Jack and Tom are talking and, you know, Tom is like, oh, are you having problems in Graceland? That's so funny. Which is actually the sequel to Phoebe Bridgers' song, Graceland Graceland 2. I laughed really hard Um, when he said Graceland because I'm like, (laughs) Elvis lives there. (laughs) Um, Jack wants to be friends with Tom again. And Tom is like, sure, we can be friends. And Jack's like, okay, well then... Who is Grace cheating on me with? And Tom takes $55 from yeah. Jack. He's like, I'll take all the so cash in your wallet. Yeah. yeah. And Jack has so much cash on him. Seriously. Um, And Tom tells Jack that Grace is having sex with herself by herself. Yes. And Jack just looks sheepish. And he just, like, leaves. Yeah. He just needs to go, like, cope with that. Yeah. By himself. So then we go to Kathleen in the kitchen and she's like cleaning and Jeff calls. And she is so smitten because like he calls, she sees his number on the ID and he's like, she's like, ooh. Yeah. And he says, he's like, 
hey, I've been thinking about what you told me last night, and I really wish you hadn't have told me that stuff. And she's like, what? Are you serious? And he's like, no. Oh, I'm just kidding. Don't be so really sensitive. Like <laughs> That's a horrible thing to joke about. Yeah, awful. She was, like, very vulnerable about something that she regrets deeply, and you're just gonna, like, make mm-hmm. light of it. Yeah. And then he tells her that he loves her, and he's like, goodbye, before she can, like, you know repeat like or respond which in any way honestly that's the best way i want people to do that to me so i don't have to decide in a split second if i want to re- re- yeah. respond or not it takes a lot of pressure yeah, off of the recipient yeah and then kathleen just like is kind of like clutching her chest and she's like he loves me she's so smitten yeah and grace comes in and says who loves you <laughs> Kathleen turns around and is like, um, Jesus? So funny. (laughs) Kathleen is so funny. She's, why is she the most well-developed, interesting character on the show about teenagers? Honestly, I mean, I'm really bummed she's a Republican, but. I don't know if she is really, or if she just thought she had to be to keep Marshall happy, you know? That's true, yeah. Because she did vote for Obama. So. It's, yeah. I think it might be where she has to be like a publicly she facing. She voted for Obama. In, she voted for Obama, Obama in two thousand eight. But do we think she voted for Obama in two thousand twelve? I think she voted for Ralph Nader in twenty twelve. We need to finish this. <laughs> so okay, Grace is like not Jesus. Jeff loves you, and I was like, why not both Grace, Jesus, and Jeff can love Kathleen. Um, Kathleen is just adored by Jewish men, we're finding. If she's got Jesus (laughs) and Jeff on her side. It's true. So then Grace tells Kathleen that she's been having a great time masturbating, but now Kathleen looks worried about it. I was going to say, I couldn't read the look that she kind of gets, because Grace is like, oh, I've never been more happy. I feel like I never have to see Jack again. And Kathleen looks so regretful. And now we're going to have to have a PSA episode about the dangers of masturbation. I don't know. Is it? So then we go to Ashley and, oh, go ahead. I'm just curious what's going to happen with this masturbation storyline. Yeah. Also, if she has to light candles and spread rose petals on the bed every time, like, this isn't a quick thing. Also, I'm very interested to see when the porn kills love storyline is going to come up. Porn does kill love, though, is the thing. Okay. So, we go to Ashley and Amy in Ashley's garage, and Amy apologized for how she acted when Ashley got the room, but then she's like, yeah, I'm really sorry, but I have something better, a license and a brand new car, you bitch. Yes, and Ashley's like, aren't you forgetting that you also have a baby? Like, isn't that, like, something good in your life? And Amy's like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And, well, because Amy says that she has freedom. Yeah. She's like, I have freedom. And Ashley's like, and a baby. Amy, again, um, is just Amy tells being miserable. A terror. Yeah. Amy tells Ashley that she met somebody named Jimmy. And Ashley laughs at her and then also spills the beans about how, like, Jimmy is the son of the person Anne slept with in Chicago, which isn't right. Well, that's the thing. He's like, a nephew, but whatever. 
all Amy says is that um, he's the son of one of Anne's high school sweethearts. And then a- Ashley mm-hmm. just extrapolates this. She decides this whole story that this is the same guy mm-hmm. that Anne met up with in Chicago. And she's staying there because she's cheating on George with this man. And that's the yeah. reason that she's there. Like, she does no confirmation, no fact checking. She just makes up the story and runs with it. And then she's immediately like, and I'm telling dad, because me and dad don't have any secrets. We tell each other everything, unlike you and mom, who keep secrets from each other. And it's like, oh, so you're saying that Amy and Anne have a semi-healthy relationship as mother and daughter versus your weird codependency with your father? It's so wild. I just, yeah. And then they come in and they're like talking about the father of... Anne's baby, and George comes in and is like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And Amy leaves, and then Ashley tells George about how Anne is, you know, visiting Mimsy, but she's really just there to, like, sleep with her high school boyfriend. And it's like, what the fuck, Ashley? Yeah, you're just... Like, you're part of the problem. You are the whole problem. Yeah, you're making... Because, again, Anne saw this guy and was, like, visibly discomforted by all of his advances. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like... You're being a menace. You're creating problems where there aren't any. Mm-hmm. And for what? Because you're bored with your life? Yeah. It Ashley doesn't know what she wants. Because she wants her parents together, but then, like, actively works to keep them apart. Yes. Including... And again, all she would need to do is get her mom on the horn and just ask what's going on. Yeah. So then we go to Amy in the living room. She's like cleaning up, I guess. And Ricky comes in and he's pissed about her leaving without telling him. And he tells her that he's going to go to court to get his rights established. And like Ruben's going to help him. And Amy looks like she's going to cry. Yeah, but like. Like she didn't think this was a possibility. Well, that's the thing. And again, like she took John without telling him that he was going to be gone for Mm -hmm. a few days. And then she would... And it upset him. Yeah, it upset him, and she knew it upset him, and he, she wouldn't tell him when she was coming back, or if she was coming back. Exactly. So, like, you can't be shocked by this, that the father of your child wants to see him. Yeah. Um, so, we end with Adrian spying on which Ricky and Amy. She's gotta stop doing that. She really does. She gets a call from Zoe, which is the girl that Ricky slept with the night before. Oh my gosh. And she picks up the phone, and Zoe is like, Hi, you slept with my boyfriend. And I was like, Okay, so we're blaming the women instead of the men, but okay. Well, what else is new? That's not the big point of this. Yeah. Yeah. And then Adrian says, What? He didn't tell me he had a boyfriend. Or he didn't tell me he had a girlfriend. Which, like, we don't. Adrian, not your most convincing line ever. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, we didn't see the situation, but it seems like this is fake. Yeah. Um, and Zoe tells Adrian that, like, now they're even because, you know, she slept with her boyfriend, or Adrian slept with her boyfriend. So now she slept with Adrian's boyfriend, that her and Ricky had sex last night. And Adrian is. Just a woman scorned with a backing track. Like, yeah, and she's pissed, which she has a right she to really be. Is. 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially when she's, like, talking to Ricky about how important it is that they don't have sex right now because they're trying to, like, forge this emotional connection. Yeah. And he's like, I want to wake up in my own bed. And then he, like, goes and fucks somebody else. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, that's where we're at. Where is this show going to go? We're so close. A lot of, like... Everyone says... Episode 16. We're going to get to it next week. Yeah. Are you nervous? Are you afraid it's not going to live up? I'm so... I'm not nervous that it's not going to live up, but I'm just nervous in general. Because these episodes are so big. Like, there's so much happening in them. Like, I have to frequently take breaks. This is Game of Thrones. And so I'm just worried... If something, if like an episode has even bigger things, I'm gonna have to take so many breaks. I can't even think about it. But uh-huh. it is officially past my bedtime. Yes, let's let's read this so, out and let's get going. This has been Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. I'm Aaron. I'm Jesse. And we just recapped episode fourteen of season two till it's gone. You can follow us on Patreon. That is in the description. We have lots of good content on there. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at your two gay friends. That's in the description. You can follow Jesse at gojesse 2 k 20 on Twitter. You can send us an email at slwithjesseandaaron at gmail.com. You can leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That helps a lot. That's really good for us. Please do that if you can. Leave a vo- leave us a voice message, and you can follow our other podcast at Never Been Cool. Yeah, I think I hit all of them. That felt right. So, I hope you have a good night, or I, have a, I hope you have a good day, and that you have a good night's sleep. Yeah, and like I'm about to. I hope that Benito finds you. <laughs> jail. Thank you. (laughs) Alright. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, if you're a listener and your parents cheated on each other, can you write in it? I'm just kidding. Don't tell us that. That seems like trauma. (laughs) If you're a listener and your parents encouraged you to cheat on your partner, I think would be maybe less traumatic. I think that's a good one. (laughs) <laughs> um, if you want to walk us through the grisly details of your parents' divorce, um, <laughs> please don't. Maybe go to a therapist if it's bothering you.